Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am really excited about today's guest. When we got his information, I told my producer, put him on the schedule quickly, because it's something that we have not talked about in years, literally years. You know, I didn't look, but I'm guessing it's probably been three or four, at least, if not longer, since we had someone on the program talking about this subject. It's so much fun. It's still something that I do, you know, at least to look every once in a while. Used to be on there all the time. And now everybody's really wondering what the heck we're talking about. And so what we're going to be talking about is Pinterest. It's still alive, folks. It's still used by millions of people. And we want to talk to you today about why your business needs to be there. So please join me in welcoming Stefan Ciancio to our program today. Welcome, Stefan. Thanks for having me. By the way, I'll just let you know the pronunciation is Stefan. Stefan. See, I got the last name right, didn't I? You did, actually. That's impressive. Ah. <laughs> wrong, so. Cool, cool. All right. Well, Stefan, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into this. So yeah. Stefan Ciancio gave up a stable nine-to-five job in order to pursue his childhood dream of being an online entrepreneur, and that leap of faith has really paid off. Now the co-owner of several businesses, the president and CEO of the Master Growth Marketing Agency, a well-respected Pinterest marketing coach, and a hugely successful online marketer, Stefan has made a name for himself by working smart and constantly learning. So again, Stefan, welcome. This is going to be so much fun. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Great. Yeah, now, I do have to admit that I kind of had to, to laugh that your childhood dream was of being an online entrepreneur because now I'm going to really give away my age. I never touched a computer until I was 18. <laughs> and it was one of those where it was what was known as a dumb terminal. In other words, there was a computer in some other room and we all just had keyboards. Um, and so, but yeah, see there, I, I give away my age. Um, but, but I love it. I mean, this is so cool that this is what you wanted to do, but you did start out doing something else and, and change. So tell us a little bit about what brought you to where you are today. Definitely. Um, and one thing that's actually kind of interesting, just to kind of go into that whole childhood online entrepreneur thing, when I was 14, I didn't have the usual hobbies of a typical 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. My hobbies were I sent uh, letters, I collected baseball cards, and I sent letters to baseball players in the mail, and I would have them sign the cards. Wow. And I, I actually, at age 14, built a website where I would showcase this player at this address mm-hmm. signed for me in two weeks. This mm-hmm. player, I sent a letter six months ago, and he didn't sign. <laughs> created an ebook where I, I, I actually um, sold this ebook online at age 14 wow. to other hobbyists that mm-hmm. were collecting autographs through the mail and mm-hmm. maybe didn't know how to find people's address. Right. Maybe they didn't want to, they didn't know who was actually going to sign and who mm-hmm. uh, was and wasn't going to sign. Mm-hmm. So I actually built a business selling an ebook at age 14. And that's when I really got a little bit of that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit. Um, so that did die down, as you mentioned, uh, and I went more of a traditional route. I went to the University of Connecticut. I studied mechanical mm-hmm. engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I just went into the workforce. I started working as a mechanical engineer in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and it didn't take long for me to realize that this was not going to be my lifelong calling. I knew that I, I had something else inside mm-hmm. of me. It's funny, I had a personal blog at the time, and I usually would just write after work, and I was really, I, I hated my job. And I, Everyone around me seemed really miserable too. And I just mm-hmm. knew that that wasn't going to be what I was going to be doing for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. So I remember writing in my personal blog and I, I had a line that I would say almost every, I said, this isn't the end for me. Something is going to change. Something's mm-hmm. going to 
shift. And something was definitely inside of me. Mm -hmm. um, and essentially one day at work around 2014, a coworker was telling me that he was selling things on eBay. Hmm. And uh, I something lit up in me, and I started actually going to uh, thrift shops, I went to mm -hmm. garage sales, and I had to start buying things, and in my free time, selling them on eBay. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my little intro back into doing something entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. uh, one day, I saw someone on YouTube who was um, selling, or he was publishing Kindle books and making ah. money doing it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of shifted gears into the online marketing world from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, more or less, the rest is kind of history. I started going down the path of checking out all these lifestyle bloggers mm -hmm. that were growing their businesses, uh, working from anywhere in the world. And I kind of went down that path and I learned about all of these different things that people were doing to make money. And mm -hmm. uh, more or less, you know, I end up, ended up leaving my day job in September of 2015. So it's actually just over five years now that I've been mm -hmm. uh, full-time in business for myself. So wow. that was kind of my transition. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, and I love that, that you studied engineering because clearly that means you have a very analytical mind. Um, you know, and, and so I'm guessing that, you know, you kind of went through, even if you didn't know you were doing this, you went through and you analyzed a lot of these, you know, if I do this, then this will happen. And um, as opposed to, you know, a lot of times people go into business just because it sounds like fun. <laughs> and, and instead you really looked at it and you went, Oh, well, Hey, this works. And, and, you know, especially you're talking about that ebook that you created, you yeah. know, all that information, <coughs> excuse me, was public record. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, pretty sure you didn't hack into somebody's private databases to get somebody's email address. You just were able to discover it. But, you know, and same thing with mailing addresses. I mean, you know, this is, people have done this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, but you figured out, hey, you know, this person did this and this person did that. And somebody else is going to care about that too. And that's kind of that engineering thing um, that, that your mind just goes from A to B to C. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think going from engineering to online marketing was, uh, I call it a little bit of a cakewalk. Uh, and it's funny, my, you know, my dad, when I was going, doing all of this entrepreneurial stuff, he was saying to me, why'd you go to school for engineering if you want to do entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm like, well, I don't think they're two separate things, you know? Right. Uh, and uh, once I started becoming uh, successful, my dad then goes mm -hmm. around saying, ah, you see, the engineers make the best entrepreneurs. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. Well, and then you said something else that was key, and that's the continual learning. Um, you know, and and so that's you know, I'm it, I'm guessing it's things like okay, you know, then then you started adding things like marketing in there. You know, all the things that you hadn't studied in college that you knew you needed. You're you're you know, continually learning all of those skills. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was really shocked at how many opportunities are out there, especially mm -hmm. in the age of the internet. You know, mm -hmm. I, I pre-internet, obviously, I, I'm sure it was a different ballgame, but there's so many different things and mm -hmm. sub things that you can learn uh, online, either to grow your business mm -hmm. or, um, you know, start a business that I, I think it's, I think a lot of people are still not aware of mm -hmm. all of the opportunities that are really out there, mm -hmm. you know? Right, right. Well, and especially for people who, start it as maybe a hobby, you know, the, the side gig type of, of thing. Um, you know, I think we're seeing a lot more of that now with the pandemic because people are home. They've got extra time. You know, even if it's just that they used to have a two-hour commute, well, hey, they've got two hours. Um, you know, and, and so they're trying to, to figure out what to do with that time. And let's be honest, you know, it's nice to have some extra money, uh, you know, and, and but, you know, I what I loved is that you 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 initially took products and and you resold them and you know I have a, a friend he's he, I should introduce the two of you you guys would really just hit it off because he did the same thing but he went with, rather than on eBay he went with his grandmother to yard sales mm -hmm. and he found boxed toys usually new in the box so you know unopened um, and so that's that's obviously where the value comes in. Um, right. And so and then he turned around and and he sold them. And well, he was a little bitty kid. He was probably way too young to have actually legally yeah. been doing all of this. <laughs> but you know that was what he started doing. And now he's got all of these little things that he does. And you know if you look at one little thing, you're like, eh. but when you start putting it all together, it's just amazing. Um, you know, and the same with with you. You know, when you start putting together everything that you're doing, it's incredible. 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And I, I think it's, <laughs> it is, it is sometimes I have those moments where I really step back and I say, wow, I really have kind of deviated from the norm quite a bit here, you know, going down this road and um, I love it. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I, it feels normal to me mm-hmm. uh, now because I do it, but when you right. really think of what the average person is doing, mm-hmm. uh, going to a nine to five, mm-hmm. they, they have like a certain skill that they do their whole mm-hmm. life or they move up in the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what I'm doing. It's like, it's a completely different ballgame. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do need to be reminded that I'm doing something very different. And I, mm-hmm. and when I, when I think about that, I do have a lot of gratitude that I, that I've been able to go down this path and kind mm-hmm. of learn about all these different things that a lot of people don't learn about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and they all still tie together. I mean, you know, that's the, the thing. And so it's almost like you're doing one big thing with just the, all these other little parts, um, yeah. you know, which in essence is, is kind of what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I love that, that you just had the courage to even do it. Um, you know, and, and I think that's one thing that so many entrepreneurs and small business owners you know, it, it is kind of that old, that old Nike thing, you know, just do it. Um, it. It's it's so scary to be thinking about it. But as you said, the opportunities to, especially because of online, are just vast. Um, you know, it, it is so incredible. You know, there are, I, I know people who have tied into Amazon, um, you know, and, 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 the, and they sell their products through Amazon. And, and, you know, obviously there's, there's good and bad with that. A lot of people who do things independently, um, people like you and I who have kind of our own consulting firms, um, things like that. But, and, and now you add in that other layer of technology where it can be anywhere in the world 24 seven. And I think to me, that is one of the coolest things. A hundred percent, you know, and uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's an, it's a never ending thing now and, and mm-hmm. kind of elaborating on what you said about how it's all 24 seven. Now, one thing that I've loved is that because of, because of the internet, we get to connect with so many different like-minded mm-hmm. people. Like, you know, I get to be on this show with you mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've connected with business owners from all over the world and mm-hmm. I've met many of them in person and, what a life, you know, being able mm-hmm. to kind of connect with all these different people that they might not be your next door neighbor, but you're connecting with all these people mm-hmm. that have such a uh, similar mindset to you. And right. I think for me, especially, you know, when I was working my nine to five, that's, that's a very different echo chamber. Mm-hmm. You know, those people have a certain mindset and that's mm-hmm. fine. If they're happy, right. that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, being able to connect with the people that see the same vision as mm-hmm. me, that, that kind of see the world as kind of this great opportunity that you can go out there and achieve all these different things. Mm-hmm. Connecting with those people, I think is, is so rewarding and so mm-hmm. life changing. And, you know, that's just another part of, I guess, the internet allowing that right. to kind of happen, you know? Right. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, the p- pandemic hits and we're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, it really, aside from the fact that I am no longer going out to networking meetings, that's pretty much the only thing that has changed for me. Um, right. You know, I'm still having in-person meetings. We're doing them on Zoom. Um, but, and, but I'm networking with people around the world. Uh, right. But yeah, actually physically going to those meetings, that's pretty much the only thing that has changed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I will notice it when I do my taxes. And normally mm-hmm. I have, you know, 3,000 miles of, of driving. And this year I'll have 20. <laughs> you know? <Right>. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it, for, for people like us, there was no shift. There was no pivot. There was, you got up the next day and it was pretty much the same thing. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, a little bit more time maybe to work on the business, which is not a bad thing in terms mm-hmm. of business. But, you know, I've, I've been able to get a lot of things done this year that I wasn't mm-hmm. able to get done in previous years. And I actually moved to New York um, in December of ah. 2019. So okay. I moved just in time for, for everything to happen. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's... Um, Someday you'll be able to go out and explore again. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, um, you know, um, I'm just grateful that I, because of the nature of our business, like you said, I'm able to focus entirely on this. Mm-hmm. I really was able to get in there and do a lot of things that I wasn't normally able to do because, you know, everyone had more of a normal life. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was dedicating more time towards uh, friends and social life and all these other things. And so, I mean, if you're going to look at it from a glass half full lens, at least at least my business is one that can be operated from mm-hmm. home, which is why I love this kind of like right. work for yourself lifestyle business mm-hmm. in general. You really are recession proof here. You know, mm-hmm. you have so many opportunities that the average nine to five just can't provide mm-hmm. you. you know? Right. Right. Yeah. As long as we have internet, we're pretty good. Um, you know, it, it was funny last week, hurricane Zeta 
blew through here, you know, and, and, and took out the, took out the power. We actually, you know, just half a block away was where the power came down. Um, And we had power within about 10 hours. So that wasn't too bad. I mean, you know, a little, little stressful during the day. We didn't have internet for about a day and a half. Now that was bad. And the weird thing was my phone had trouble connecting too. So, I mean, there were just a lot of network issues. And, and um, fortunately, my neighbors, with their permission, uh, you know, I tagged into to there because they had a, a different provider. And so I was still able to, to kind of work. But yeah, that did kind of throw me to, to not have internet for, for that long. Um, and so, you know, that's, that is kind of the, the one drawback is we're very limited. But, but the same thing would have happened if we were in an office. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know a few people who were doing the uh, the mail mail uh, uh, snail mail marketing back mm-hmm. in the day. And there's people that still do it, believe it or not. There's people right. that oh yeah, snail mail. So I think if we lost the internet, we'd probably have to go back to that. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got out a book, a real book, a physical book. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you talk about snail mail. That's one of those things that so many people are doing, and and because we don't get it, it stands out. You know, I've got a card right here. This in this gorgeous. This is this very pretty card. Um, and a friend of mine sent this. And clearly it means a lot to me because I put it just right here. Um, but she created those cards. She, she did the painting, all of those things. But because it wasn't an email, it wasn't a text, it wasn't anything like that. It was this cool physical card. I saved it. And that's, that's, you know, one of those things for marketing people to keep in mind is how do you set yourself apart? You know, can I mail it now? You know, right now it's going to get lost in all the political mailing. So you don't want to do anything, but, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it might be time to do some physical things again. So maybe send a real Christmas card or, you know, something like that. Yeah, no, that's smart. I mean, uh, you know, that's something. Thing that I'm always thinking about, especially mm-hmm. in the programs I sell, is mm-hmm. coming up with. Uh, like I'm actually now, might as well share with the audience. I'm working on a uh, a planner to go along with some of the programs I sell. Mm-hmm. So it's a planner that when you you buy into the program, you actually get a physical planner sent to you in the mail. Nice. Mm-hmm. People love that. Like you said, yeah. they love the. It makes it feel real, especially mm-hmm. with a lot of the online stuff. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people feel like it's hard to to make it feel tangible. But when mm-hmm. you actually send something in the mail, mm-hmm. people feel like wow, I'm actually getting something. I'm actually getting something real out of this. So I, I think it's very powerful, especially when it's done right. Right, right. You know, and, and uh, you know, a good example of that are gifts that you send to people. Um, I interviewed a, a young woman and we're going to talk with her again because she had such great information. Uh, she she has a, a gift company, Homemade Cookies. Oh, great. Oh, I know. See, so right there you're hooked. But then... They do them in these these fancy boxes. So there's two. There's a, a pretty white box, or there's a wooden box. And the company's called Noms, like nom 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 nom. Um, <laughs> and they have a laser a, a laser etcher. So on the wood, they can put your logo. They can put you know, hey hey uh, Stefan, here's a great thing for you. You know, they can they can personalize that wooden box because then that becomes a keepsake. Um, you know, and and so it was just it was a very cool concept. That she and you know these obviously aren't cheap. You're not going to send them to every single person on your list, but if you really want to make an impression, you send things like that. And I and I think that's a great thing for people to be thinking about. Definitely, yeah. I mean, that's a that's really smart of her to have gone down that route as mm-hmm. well. Right, right. Well, let's talk about Pinterest. Um, you know, I shared with you before we started the program that. I have not been really on Pinterest. I have not logged in to my Pinterest account in a year, two years. I mean, you know, it's it's been forever. And now, obviously, I know it's still there because I will type, you know, I'll type something in a Google search and Pinterest pages come up, you know, and, and things like that. But it, it really was one of those things that I thought, eh, nobody's really using too much anymore. And, you know, and originally, it was great for people for, anyhow, this is how I used it, crafts and recipes. Yes. And then, then it kind of shifted to some business things. But, you know, talk to us. First of all, Pinterest, why did you even, you know, discover Pinterest and, and think, hey, this is, is really the way we need to go? You know, uh, basically what happened was, as I mentioned earlier, I kind of made that shift from uh, selling stuff on eBay. I moved into the digital realm mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. 
realized that the way that you win in the digital realm was I realized that everyone can set up a website. Everyone can set up a, um, a store. Everyone can do these things. But the, the differentiating factor was how do you actually get people, the right people, to see your stuff? So I knew that if you could figure out how to drive traffic, how to get visitors, you were going to win. And basically, uh, I went down and I tried a bunch of different things to try to figure out how to get traffic. And I had a website, believe it or not, it was a dog blog, believe it or not. And um, I worked on all these different ways to try to get visitors to it. It was like a demo site for me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in a fairly short time, uh, I was able to drive over a million visitors to this website from Pinterest and doing it without paying uh, a single penny on advertising. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Pinterest was, I knew at that point that Pinterest was something very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And I kind of said, okay, this is something that I definitely want to make part of my business. Mm -hmm. Also, I also want to help other people, uh, you know, do the same thing there. Mm -hmm. I knew that I could uh, help a lot of people with this. I I saw the value. I saw the power in using Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So um, over the next few years, I created uh, a few programs and now I have an agency as well that that helps people grow on Pinterest organically. Mm -hmm. Um, And essentially um, it has changed a lot over the years. So when I started uh, Pinterest, but like even as recently as three to three years ago, or maybe even a little sooner, it was more about something called group boards. And essentially right. what that was, was yeah, you a- created a board of your craft. Exactly. So, so there's the boards that like on your profile, you create a mm-hmm. board and then there was something called group boards, which basically was, I'm going to allow other people to share to my board. Ah, I, mean, I did that with recipes. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So that was very prominent. It was like a Facebook group. It was like if we right. uh, had a Facebook group where everyone was allowed to post in it, and mm-hmm. there was a because of that, it kind of got really huge. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how group boards work. If there is a group board with thirty thousand followers, and you posted a pin in there, you had mm-hmm. an opportunity to get in front of thirty thousand people. Right. Um, so things on Pinterest did change uh, mm-hmm. over the last few years, and now Pinterest basically the, the, the the direction that they have gone in is becoming a search engine. Mm. So much like Google, they've always had the search bar on the top mm-hmm. of Pinterest. Right. Type in different things like, like you said, recipes mm-hmm. or crafts or furniture ideas or bedroom layout ideas. Mm-hmm. But now it's got so many other things. Uh, growing an online blog is huge on there. Uh, you know, being a, a single moms is a huge niche on mm. there. That you know, mm-hmm. single moms that are home or single parents that want to learn how to. Uh, grow a business while being at home is a very, very huge niche on there. Uh, but essentially, it became more about what keywords are people actually searching in the uh, in the in the search bar. Mm-hmm. So now Pinterest, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, it's a game of search engine optimization. Wow. Yeah. How can you get your pins that you create? You put up mm-hmm. these pins. It could be a recipe. It could be a picture of a puppy. It could be mm-hmm. a link to a blog post mm-hmm. on your website. It could be a link to your your landing page where you mm-hmm. collect email addresses. And maybe a, maybe a link to your newsletter. Mm-hmm. But you put this pin up there. Now, how do you actually get it in front of people? Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day, it was more about the group boards. It was more about mm-hmm. uh, getting it in a group board with thirty thousand people. Maybe the group board mm-hmm. was called Great Recipes, and you put your recipe in there. Mm-hmm. Now it's what keywords do I need to put in this description? Because every time you upload your own pin, you put a description in there. Mm-hmm. So in this case, uh, you know, if you want to put up a, a pin about a great, uh, I don't know, cookie recipe, mm-hmm. you would want to make sure that the term cookie recipe was mm-hmm. in the description as well as variations of that. Right. And if you focus on that, on your Pinterest values, that everything you put up on Pinterest has has been optimized for the right keywords, mm-hmm. um, you're going to start seeing a, a huge reach and you're going to mm-hmm. start getting people coming to your website. Cool. So now you still obviously have a personal or business Pinterest account um, and that's that's where you're putting people. And then, then does it drive back to your website? Um, is that kind of how that works? Absolutely. So uh, I always recommend a business uh, Pinterest. So essentially uh, what's really cool is every time you do put up one of these pins, there's mm-hmm. You go to upload it. There's a little section that says uh, content URL. Or they mm-hmm. change the verbiage a lot, but essentially, mm-hmm. there's a place to put a link. Mm-hmm. 
for that link, whenever someone clicks on your pin, they will be taken to whatever link that is. Right. It could be your website. You can even, if you wanted to, you can link to your podcast episodes. You can mm-hmm. link to um, your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Anywhere that you want to get more visibility, you can use Pinterest as a driver. So anyone who discovers you on your Pinterest pin mm-hmm. will click that pin. Not everyone's going to click, but some percentage right. are going to click that pin and they're going to come to your website. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that because I, it, you don't own Pinterest. I mean, you know, and, and I tell people it's the same thing with Facebook. It, uh, we design websites for people. And, you know, when we were actually going and meeting with people in, in business meetings, I would have somebody come up to me every time and say, I don't have a website because I have a Facebook business page. And I would try really hard to not go, buka, 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 you know, because mm-hmm. it is, and I would tell them, no, 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 no. You know, Facebook owns Facebook. They can do whatever they want with it. And if you are relying 100% on that for your customers, you're in serious trouble because you could go in there and they could have changed the terms. They could have deleted your page. I mean, you know, all sorts of things. And so it's always about driving people to your website. Now, Facebook, of course, doesn't like that because they they like people to, to stay on Facebook. But it sounds like Pinterest is like, okay, that's fine. Now, that's that's the way we're gearing this. Absolutely. I mean, it is a content discovery platform. So mm-hmm. they want you to be able to get people uh, clicking on your pins and mm-hmm. all, all the different stuff, you know? So it, it really is a platform that's geared more towards content discovery. So, mm-hmm. you know, people being able to discover you and then click that link to go to wherever you want them mm-hmm. to go. So it's, it's really, really powerful. Right. Are there specific industries that are better on Pinterest than others? Or is it just kind of, you know, good as long as you're using it correctly? I think ironically, most industries are, you know, most people won't expect it, but most industries are really good on there. I mean, anything in the health field, uh, anything in like, you know, uh, like we were saying, uh, you know, food or health Mm -hmm. or, uh, or fitness or even like design or crafts mm-hmm. or thing for you, uh, you know, like for example, if you have a, if you have a furniture drop shipping store, as an example, mm-hmm. that's going to do really well on Pinterest. If you have a health blog, if you're a business consultant, believe it or not, that's becoming very popular. Another, mm-hmm. another huge uh, area that's, that's huge on there is, is mm-hmm. safety and budgeting is, is very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a lot of people do is who are in this the budgeting kind of arena, they'll, They'll basically, you know, put up a lot of budgeting uh, content, but then they, anyone who's looking to save money and budget, a lot of those people are looking for ways to make more money. Right. So essentially that's a great segue into the people who might be in the finance world mm-hmm. or, you know, there's some sort of like uh, coach for people starting mm-hmm. a business mm-hmm. or anything like that. So there's just so many different opportunities to tap into there, you know, um, health, wealth, um, personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's there's so many different um, fields on there. That right. Are really big. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I remember, and this was you know when when Pinterest first really started and kind of caught on with retail, and they put their entire say Christmas catalog on there. You know, each item would have a pin, and so you know you went, oh, I like that toy. Oh, I like that shirt, and then it went to their website and and you know and and things like that. And um, so I'm assuming that companies still kind of do that too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of huge companies on there. And, you know, uh, one of the things I do is I show people, I'm like, you, you can go on a Pinterest and in the search bar, you can actually search by account. So if you type in something like fitness or you type in mm-hmm. something like um, uh, um, any, I don't know, a health or something, you can actually see the biggest, some of the biggest accounts on there. And you'll see a combination of big brand names and just wow. independent businesses that you can see they're getting 3 million viewers a month on the platform or or 2 million or 10 million or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and that's a really good way to validate that, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a market on Pinterest for your mm-hmm. thing. You know? So that's one little tip is you can go into the search bar, type in, you know, whatever your business is, you can type in business consulting, you can mm-hmm. type, in, uh, I had a friend who I was showing this to who has a uh, web design agency and even web design agencies uh, are, are getting, uh, getting traction on there as mm-hmm. well. So, right. you know, and what I love about this is, it's still social to some degree, um, but we're tired of 
Facebook, of Twitter, of, you know, all of those. And maybe that's going to change when, you know, things calm down, if things calm down after the election. But I think people are tired of going onto Facebook and and things like that. So to be able to go to Pinterest and and search, I love that idea. Um, But what, how does this really differentiate though from Google? Because it's funny, when I'm finding Pinterest pages, I've put something in Google and then it's, it's found them. So how is, how is Pinterest different than just going to, to Google and doing something? That's a great question. So what I like about Pinterest is uh, getting ranked in Google is a, a bit of a process. Now, mm-hmm. I recommend to anyone that any, any content you're, be, you're putting on your website, you should be trying to rank in Google. Why right. Not? Yeah. You know, the, they're the big guy on the block. You just, you have to play their game. Exactly. And, you know, you might get ranked eventually, you might not. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably proficient when it comes to Google search engine optimization. I'm by no means a top expert, but I know enough to get my hands dirty with that. Um, there's something called the Google sandbox. And essentially what that means is when you start a new website or, or even just register your site in Google, it usually will take about at least six months for Google to start trusting you a little bit to start ranking right. content. Mm-hmm. What I love about Pinterest is there's no sandbox period. Ah. You can create a Pinterest account today, and as long as you're following, you're putting out great, fresh content, mm-hmm. you're not spamming, you're not doing anything you're not supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you're gonna, you can start seeing traction the very same day. Mm-hmm. I ran a, a Pinterest challenge uh, actually about a month ago, and I had mm-hmm. about 700 people in there. And there was a few people that followed. I showed them how to create a pin. I showed them how to optimize it for the keywords. Mm-hmm. And they would come back the next day and say, wow, I just got 3,500 views on this pin and I had a bunch of people come to my website. Mm-hmm. So when done correctly, you don't have to wait six months or a mm-hmm. year. And, and the competition, at least now, is way less. Right. It's a lot easier to get in front of people on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Now you touched on something even bigger. Pins, if you put up a, a pin mm-hmm. on Pinterest, not only can it rank in Pinterest, mm-hmm. but it can rank in Google. Right. So your website might not be able to rank, but Pinterest mm-hmm. is already established as a mm-hmm. domain. So you might take something, you might have a new blog post on your website, and then you also put it on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Your pin might rank, even though your website might not rank. But now anyone who get, who's going to find your pin can click on your pin. Right. Let's say they go to Google, they type in a keyword, and your pin on Pinterest comes up. They just have to click your pin, and now they're mm-hmm. at your website anyway. Right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 you know, clearly Pinterest is like, okay, fine. Um, you know, they yeah, that's yeah. that is again what they're built for. You know, so I was looking on, on your website and, and you've written several blog articles about how to, you know, how to really make money on Pinterest. So it's not just, okay, we're going to send to your site where you're going to do things. You talk a lot about affiliate links. So mm-hmm. tell us more about first, what is an affiliate link and then how would you use it on Pinterest? Sure. So um, a really powerful thing that you could do in your business is something called affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. So another, another, it's just a fancy word for referral marketing. Right. Uh, a referral program. So, mm-hmm. you know, almost every business at this point has some sort of referral program. I believe Starbucks has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, all it is is you refer someone to do something and you get some sort of reward. It could be a commission. It could be uh, it could be store credit. It could be, you know, that's the general mm-hmm. concept. Um, online, there is a lot of uh, affiliate programs out there. And essentially, you can um, sign up for these and promote their products. And every time that you can refer someone into, uh, you know, grabbing um, one of these products, mm-hmm. you can generally make a commission. Mm-hmm. So a lot, there, there are people that make careers out of this. All they do is they sell affiliate products mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they like that because they don't have to handle the customer right. service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they basically can just go out there mm-hmm. and uh, promote something mm-hmm. and they don't have, all they do is once they get paid, they mm-hmm. get paid have to follow up they don't have to maintain the product all they have to do is make sure that they're recommending great products Mm -hmm. that's just handled for them right so what's really cool about pinterest is if you want to and and you can be an affiliate whether you have your own products it can be another additional income stream for Mm -hmm. example i sell my own products but i also promote products as an affiliate Mm -hmm. another income stream for me but if it's a congruent product there's no reason for me not to uh, promote it Mm -hmm. So, for example, when with Pinterest, there's actually a software that I use uh, to automate a lot of my pinning. And not only do I use it, but I also recommend it to my students. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. I say, guys, this is the one I'm using. Mm-hmm. If you want to grab it, you can grab it from here. This is my affiliate mm-hmm. link. I will get a small commission if you 
uh, purchase this through my link. Mm -hmm. uh, and essentially, you know, every month I get a bunch of signups to people who are mm -hmm. signing up to that through my recommendation. And that company pays me uh, a recurring commission for mm -hmm. as long as they stay um, wow. mm -hmm. part of the program. So that's, that's kind of how affiliate marketing works. But what's really cool about Pinterest is, you know, you can actually direct link your affiliate link. So if you are promoting something, maybe, maybe, uh, so for example, uh, maybe you're promoting a, uh, a firm, maybe there's a furniture website that has an affiliate program. You can actually promote their, uh, their furniture on Pinterest. And instead of, you know, it'd be the same as if you were the company itself, except you're an affiliate. So you promote mm -hmm. through your affiliate link and you'll get some sort of commission. If someone mm -hmm. then clicks on your link, goes to the store and then buys, because you drove that referral. Mm -hmm. so. Right. And you, know, and you mentioned something that's, that's obviously very important, and that is the disclosure. You, know, you have to say, hey, this is an affiliate link. Now, it doesn't have to say, this link right here is an affiliate link. Maybe it's at the bottom. Maybe it's at the top. Maybe it's just something as generic as my post might contain you know, uh, affiliate links. You know, just something so that people know that, that you could conceivably make money, earn points, do whatever. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you should definitely do that. And, uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, in terms of like uh, the law and everything, they're definitely getting more strict about that mm -hmm. too. So a lot of programs, when you sign up, uh, you know, I've even had programs tell me like, before you can promote this, we need to see where you're promoting. Right. And mm -hmm. actually had them telling me, hey, move your disclaimer here. Or move mm -hmm. here. So, uh, you know, I think it's, I'm actually happy when, when a program will do that because. Right. It means they care. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of saving me on the trouble of potentially mm -hmm. doing something wrong. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and I see that a lot. You know, I keep talking about recipes. That is one of the things that I see a lot is, you know, it's it's a, a, a blogger. It's, you know, they're pinning posts on, on Pinterest, whatever, and they've got this recipe and it will say, you know, somewhere in there, hey, we have affiliate links. And so what they're, they'll do then is they'll say, you know, use this brand of Crock-Pot or this brand of whatever. And, you know, and if you, if you click that link, then that's the affiliate link. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, those people are probably making some nice commissions. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if they're, uh, you know, like one of the ones that comes to mind is, is the, you know, Pioneer Woman. So, you know, she has this big show on HGTV or Food Network or whatever. Um, and, and she is her own company. Um, and, and so, but, you know, so she's always posting in there, but she sells her product through places like Walmart. And so that's, that's kind of the, so it's, it's, it's this weird kind of, I guess it'd be a, a double whammy for her. She gets paid initially to sell it and then she has an affiliate link with them. But, oh. um, but yeah, I mean, it's just as, as simple as you're saying, you know, Hey, you know, we like this brand of cooking utensil. Here's, you know, here's a, an easy way to get it. And, and um, you know, you're sending them to Amazon, you're sending them to, to wherever, you know, maybe it's the, directly to the company. But sure. yeah, there's, there's lots of those things. And, and it's incredible how many companies do affiliate programs. Um, you know, website companies, you know, website hosts do affiliate links um, or affiliate programs. I mean, all sorts of companies do it. And, and I've had people ask me, hey, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you, um, you know, like we're, I'll be interviewing somebody and they'll say, hey, you know, we're getting ready to do uh, a, a program. We'll give you an affiliate link to put in the notes of the, the podcast. That's fine. That's great. Um, you know, and, and, and so I do, I say, you know, this, this is an affiliate link, but you know, here's the information. They could have just as easily gone directly to that website. The price is the same. I mean, you know, and, and that's the other thing is, is usually with an affiliate link, the price is the same. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like you said, it's a simple way to make a couple, couple extra bucks and you do that a lot and you're going to make a lot of extra bucks. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can, depending on how many things you promote, I mean, mm -hmm. I know affiliates who are easily in six figure a month territory, just making money just from affiliate. Links. So it's, wow. yeah, you can, you can go pretty mm -hmm. high with it. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, as you mentioned in the beginning, I'm a co-founder on a few different products. And, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things we have is actually a webinar software. So I, I use webinars a lot to sell in mm -hmm. my business. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we actually have an affiliate program for the webinar software. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have people who, and we don't, we don't promote the affiliate program, but we have people who, uh, through our other means of, pro mm -hmm. of promotion, come to our website. And at the very bottom, we just have a link mm -hmm. that says affiliates. Mm -hmm. And we have people that passively sign up, mm -hmm. uh, you know, every day to the affiliate program. Mm -hmm. And we, we've had people that come in and out of nowhere, we'll just get a sales rush because, some affiliate promoted it to their audience mm -hmm. and you know, 
uh, bam, you just out of nowhere, you have this huge sales growth. So one thing I'll say is if you are a business owner, uh, you might want to consider having an affiliate program. I know we use it and it's just very passive and it brings a lot of new revenue into our business. Right. Right. Yeah. You've, you also have that tab on your website resources. And, you know, and, and in that are various things. And, and so it's very easy for people to do that. I'm an Amazon affiliate because I frequently interview authors. And so, you know, if, if somebody buys the book, I get, you know, it's like 15 cents or something. I mean, you know, it's, it's really not a lot of money, but again, you, 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 it does add up. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, so it's, it's pretty easy to do that. You know, they, they all have forms that you have to fill out online. They want to make sure that it's going to a real company. And, um, you know, and, and there's obviously in some cases tax ramifications. So they need that information. But, you know, you don't have to, you, you could be doing it as an individual as opposed to a business also. I'm assuming, you know, like mommy bloggers and the recipe people. I mean, a lot of those people aren't a business per se. They're just doing it as themselves, um, you know, and, and so it's, it is pretty easy to become an affiliate. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think it's the easiest form of getting into business. I mean, we talked earlier about opportunities. I mean, how many opportunities do you have to be able to make money off an established company where they're handling right. product development and the marketing? And mm-hmm. All you have to do is get someone to the front door and they mm-hmm. do the best. So, you know, very powerful. Right. Yeah. And, you know, all you're doing is, you know, maybe you've gone to Pinterest and, and you've set up a page and it's just, you know, the things that you recommend people buy for Christmas. You know, yeah. uh, that's, that's simple and easy. And, and, and of course the, the funny thing is you're probably going to go to Facebook and Twitter and send them there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to take a little bit of work, but it really is something that, that people can do, especially as a way, as we were saying earlier, to earn a little bit of, of second income money. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to kind of iterate on this even further, there's people who, uh, in addition to affiliate marketing, there's people who will just put a bunch of content on a website and they'll use Pinterest to get visitors to their site mm-hmm. and they'll just make money from ad revenue. I actually have a website where uh, the only thing I have on it is ads and uh, I make money just passively getting, you know, putting up great content on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. People click the content, they come to my website, mm-hmm. just make money from ads that are on there. Wow. So, you know, uh, you know, there's some great ad networks out mm-hmm. there. Google AdSense is a popular mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually use one called Mediavine. Now, what's really cool about Mediavine is you can't really even apply to have it on your website until you have at least 25,000 visitors a month coming mm. to your website. Wow. So when I switched from AdSense to Mediavine, mm-hmm. I saw like a 2.5x in my ad revenue. So, mm-hmm. you know, just by just by changing from AdSense to mm-hmm. Mediavine, I grew my revenue with the same amount of visitors mm-hmm. over twice as much. Mm-hmm. Just they have a different program, different... They use different ads and, you know, they're more exclusive mm-hmm. uh, than Google AdSense. So the payout is usually really great. I think they have a team that optimizes the different uh, ads on your website. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more active than AdSense is. So really, really powerful. I love it. Well, you know, we've mentioned several times the pandemic and that people are wanting to, to do to do things, you know, whether it's to start a second business, whether it's to just say, uh, you know, maybe maybe they had to, maybe they're, they're having to start things. So... Let's go through some of the basics. How do you start and grow an online business? That's a great question. Um, I think it starts with, and this is coming from someone who's done this fairly recently. I mean, I started what six years ago, or mm-hmm. this maybe seven. So I'm pretty fresh to it. And you know, part of what I do is I actually help people uh, do start that process. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts with kind of analyzing what's a problem that you can realistically solve for mm-hmm. someone. You know, I think it needs to start there because I think when I started, I didn't start there. It took me a while to really get my footing in the beginning mm-hmm. because I wasn't really understanding the basic concepts. But to give you an example of what it means to solve a problem, think of something that, don't overthink it, but think of something that people need that you can realistically mm-hmm. help them with. In my case, people need to get visitors to their business, right? That makes mm-hmm. sense. The more visitors you have, the more money you make. I'm solving that problem. That's mm-hmm. a big problem I'm solving for people. Um, you know, the software that I sell, like, you know, one of the softwares is a uh, webinar automation platform. People need to know, people want to automate their webinar presentation. Mm-hmm. We provide that solution. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts with kind of having an idea of what do you want your business to look like? What problem can you solve? So maybe you want to have an at-home lifestyle business where you make five figures a month and you have a blog and you promote affiliate programs and you have mm-hmm. ads and you just have a blog and you promote it on Pinterest. There are a lot of people doing very well with that. Right. Maybe you want to do something a little different. Maybe you maybe you're a developer and you want to create a software. 
Maybe mm-hmm. you want to, maybe you want to be someone, maybe you're, you're big into cooking and you want to build a recipe website mm-hmm. and you want to sell your own recipe books. So I think it starts with kind of not only looking for that problem that you can realistically solve, mm-hmm. um, but you know, how are you going to actually apply it and where, what kind, what do you kind of want that business to look mm-hmm. like? Like when I started uh, my, my business, you know, I was definitely more of a, I want to make five figures a month. I want to have some sort of lifestyle website where I can travel and make enough money to survive. That was kind of my initial goal, but my mm-hmm. goals have since going down this journey, my goals have increased. Mm-hmm. So now I want to really grow my coaching, my programs, my software. I want to become mm-hmm. the, you know, really, really the go-to guy on so many, and in a lot of ways I have achieved this, but I want to really keep going down that path of becoming like uh, really known as the go-to guy for people that are looking to do these things. Mm-hmm. So my passion is has really gone down this road of like helping and educating others on their opportunities. As I've, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. I really love teaching people about things that mm-hmm. they don't know about and giving them that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a combination of, of what do you want your business to look like? What problem can you do you think believe you can mm-hmm. solve? And where where are your passions? Right. Um, and I think when you go down that road, you can know like what is this going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to give an example, I have a friend who just like me was a nine to five engineer and he and his uh, now wife at the time it was his fiance, they love yoga mm-hmm. and he loved woodworking. So he actually now creates from his garage custom yoga mat holders. Ah. Yeah. And he has a website where he sells them on the internet. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that he promotes it is using Pinterest. Right. So uh, he actually recently, I think about a year ago, quit his day job and mm-hmm. was able to pursue this online business where he, wow, yeah, he, he does that. So just to mm-hmm. give you one example, you know, he, he knew what he liked, mm-hmm. he knew what he wanted his business to look like, mm-hmm. he knew the area that he could solve a problem, he knew that he could help people in yoga hold their nets. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's kind of analyzing like those three things, you know, your, your, where's your passion, what do you want your business to look like, and what problem can you solve? Mm-hmm. And once you go down that route, the next step is, how is that going to manifest? What's mm-hmm. your website going to look like? And how are you going to drive traffic? Mm-hmm. You can use Pinterest. You can right. use Facebook ads. You mm-hmm. can, you know, there's so many different ways that you can go out there and, and do it. You can, uh, you can create content. Content is very powerful. Like, you know, we're on a, we're on a great show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Bill wanted to, my friend who does the yoga mat holders, he can probably do a show about yoga uh, every week and grow an audience. And mm-hmm. a lot of those people are going to end up buying his yoga mat home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, uh, that's kind of the general idea of general. Mm-hmm. Group. Um, but that's kind of, um, yeah, I hope that kind of lays up the steps there. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, you know, and, and we've, I've, we've talked on other programs about the legal things that you need to do to start a business. And I think that's always, you know, a pretty good thing to do. You know, talk to a lawyer, talk to a CPA, you know, you, you don't want to get crosswise of somebody in, you know, in a trademark, all of these various things. And, and so there might be a little bit of initial investment, um, but, you know, take those steps, if, especially if you're serious about it and if you think it's going to make quite a bit of money. I mean, you know, if you're thinking, eh, I could bring in a hundred bucks a month, well, it might not be, you know, you might not want to want to do something, but, but yeah, if it's something that, that you really could see becomes your full-time job as opposed to a side hustle or, or things like that, then definitely take those steps. But I love that you mentioned, you know, finding out what your passion is. You know, so many of the things that we see people being successful with was something that started out for them as a hobby. You know, they loved doing cooking. They loved doing crafts. They loved, you know, doing all these various things. You know, and it, it, you know maybe it's that you love doing math. Okay, well, then maybe you're an online math tutor because all these poor kids are now having to be homeschooled. Um, right. You know, all these various things. So, again, it comes. it's exactly what you said. It's coming back to what is your passion that can help somebody, um, you know, and, and, and you might think it's silly, but that's when you talk to some of your friends and say, yeah, Hey, you know, if I did this, what do you think? And, and go from there, you know, because I'm sure at some point somebody told Steve jobs, you know, building computers in your garage, I don't know, probably not real wise. And he went, yeah, I'm probably going to keep doing it. Um, you know, and he did really pretty good, um, you know, and, and all of these various things. And then, but then the, the thing is, if it doesn't work, okay, 
<laughs> you, you go on to something different or you figure out why it didn't work. You know, maybe it still was a great idea, but not marketed correctly or too expensive or whatever. I mean, you know, maybe you didn't charge enough. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I see a lot of people make mistakes with is they think, eh, I'm just doing this for fun. So I probably shouldn't charge too much. No, you know, if, if it's something that people want, there are quite frequently you can charge, you, you know, I, I worked for a marketing agency years ago. And one of the things that he told me is you charge what the market will bear. And, and I love that because, you know, what we would do, we never published our, our rates. Um, and again, it was a marketing agency. So we didn't say, you know, hey, to do this, it'll be this. And, and that was because he, we, we wanted the ability to be flexible with the pricing. So if, say, we were going to be working on an ad campaign with high-end physicians, we're going to charge them totally different than if we were working for a nonprofit. Um, you know, and, and, and part of that is the perceived value. You know, if you're, if you're dealing with, say, a, a doctor, an attorney, somebody who charges hundreds of dollars per hour, if you tell them you're going to charge them $20 per hour, they're not going to see much value in what you do. If you tell them 200, they're like, okay. <laughs> you know? sure. And they'll pay attention when you give them a deadline. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, I always tell people, you know, you charge what the market will bear um, and be flexible. You know, that's, that's the, the thing is realize, okay. You know, and, and by, by charging maybe more for those high end, that does give you the ability to help the nonprofits, um, you know, some things like that too. So it's, it's, it, that's, that's it. But that comes back to exactly what we were saying. And that's, that whole lifelong learning and the, the self-education. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Why is it so important to continually be learning? Absolutely. And uh, just to kind of touch on something you just said about the, the raising your prices and, and, and not being so scared to do that. That's actually a lesson I had to learn early on too. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs about what I could charge and all of these different things. And, you know, I, I have people like even my friend who does the uh, yoga mat holders, you know, he's talking about constantly how uh, he, he's, he, he, you know, he can't keep up with the demand because he mm -hmm. makes everything himself. And I'm selling, I told him when the demand gets too high, raise your price. Right. Up to $200, you're going to get less orders, but you're going to be able to fulfill. And right, right. Orders go down, lower the price. Mm -hmm. so that ties in exactly with what you were saying, you know, check what the market wants. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're going to be able to kind of uh, play with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a smart point. So, uh, you know, really, really um, powerful. So I guess for anyone watching between what you're saying, what I'm saying, you know, consider raising your prices. Maybe, maybe that is one of your problems, you know? Um, so, but when it comes to lifelong learning, that, that's a concept that it feels like it should be obvious. And I think a lot of people say that, but they don't actually listen to what it really means. Like, you know, I have a degree in mechanical engineering, yet I run a successful marketing business. And I have a lot of people who say to me, how the heck are you doing marketing if you studied engineering? And I'm mm -hmm. like, just because you went to school for something doesn't mean you can't learn right. that institution. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, unfortunately, education is synonymous with college for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's fine. That's one way that you can go and get an education and do those things. But uh, you can, especially now with the Internet, there's so many courses online. There's so many mentors you can speak to. There's so many podcasts you mm -hmm. can listen to where you can YouTube channels. You can learn and get so much information out mm -hmm. there that, you know, instead of watching, like I see people a lot of time, you know, they say they don't have time for that. But I, And if you know Gary Vaynerchuk, this is going to mm -hmm. go a little bit down his territory a little bit. But, you know, watch one less episode of TV every night. Mm -hmm. and you're going to put that time into consuming right. something where you're gaining a skill mm -hmm. or, uh, or whatever. And, you know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. You can slowly mm -hmm. phase this into your life, mm -hmm. and start learning new things, new skills. I mean, I feel like I, my mental, um, uh, what's, what's the term? My cognitive abilities have mm -hmm. increased dramatically since I've become a self student because mm -hmm. there's no, there's no, um, for lack of a better term, BS. Like when I was in mm -hmm. college, there's those lectures that you kind of sit through and you're not really paying full attention. Because you have to take the class. <laughs> right, exactly. And it doesn't really feel like you're in the driver's seat though. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When you're, when you're studying for yourself or you're working on your own business, the only person you're cheating at the end of the day if you're not really doing mm -hmm. it is yourself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, for me, like when I actually learn something, I really learn something. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't take a class and then sort of pay attention and mm -hmm. hope to or whatever, you know, I actually go down that road and say, 
you know, what can I actually mm-hmm. learn? It's completely changed the way that I approach problems. And I think I'm mentally more mm-hmm. uh, able to consume new information uh, easier now because I, I do so much of this self-learning. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it is so easy, you know, whether you're going to spend money to take a, a class, buy a book, do whatever, or, you know, just, just read online, all these various things. And there are still these funny things called books and newspapers, um, you know, and, and you, can, you can easily get those, whether it's digital, whether it's um, a, a true physical book, all these various things. I mean, you do have the ability to continue. And especially as things change. I mean, you know, if it involves technology, a book you read now is going to be out of date in six months. And even if it uses technology, you know, we were mentioning snail mail. You know, when I started in marketing, we really didn't use computers a lot. It was before Facebook, um, you know, all these various things. And so we had to do direct mail pieces. I mean, that really was what we had to do. And so, you know, we had to know a lot about it. You know, but it would change. You know, the post office would change its rules. You know, all these various things. But you know, if if you became that direct mail expert and stayed there, you're probably out of date now. Um, You know, but if you went, oh, you know, I can combine a direct mail campaign with an e campaign with newsletters with this and this and this. That's where you're going to hit it out of the ballpark. Um, So it it really is that continual learning type of, of environment that you need to set up for yourself. Totally agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Yay, yay. Well, oh my gosh. You know, this is why I have a timer because we could be going forever because now we have just a couple minutes left. So tell people really how they contact you, how they reach out to you, and what the services are that that you provide. Sure. Uh, My website is actiontakingblogger.com. It should be easy enough to remember, but uh, yeah, actiontakingblogger.com. I've got a lot of Pinterest uh, options out there. Mm -hmm. I've got a, uh, I have a free Pinterest traffic playbook. So you can actually go in and start learning a little more about what we covered on this Mm -hmm. call to learn about how you can use Pinterest to grow your business, Mm -hmm. the different applications, all of that great stuff. I also have a Pinterest program. Uh, I also have a few software that you can use in your business to help you. I have one centered around content marketing. I have one centered around webinars and I've got a lot of great information under my blog section on my website as well. I've got, I believe over a hundred articles now that have a lot of great tips and tricks as well to help you grow your business and go into further detail on a lot of the stuff we touched on during this call. Perfect. I love it. And again, that's actiontakingblogger.com. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love it. And you've got your social media links there, um, you know, and, and all of those various things. Yeah, yeah. it used to be that you gave out a business card and it had your phone number and your email address on it. And now, you know, that, that doesn't work. Um, you know, I, if I don't know who's calling when the phone rings, I typically ignore it, which I know is a really bad business practice. But yeah, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't know who that is. Um, and how many email addresses do we all have now, right? You know, because we've got one that we sign up for stuff with. We've got one to give to mom. We've got one, you know, all those various things. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, you know, it's actually interesting. I've been to a few marketing events and I actually don't even think about business cards and uh, more and more, you actually find more people at these events don't have business cards and they'll Mm -hmm. say, I don't do business cards. Add me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be a trend or or something, but uh, it is trending that way. You know, I'm I'm a little old school. I at least want somebody's you know business card so that I can can put it in the pile, <laughs> right? Um, you know, but but yeah, so it's it's kind of one of those things, and it's it you know it makes you feel real when you've got your own business card. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean you know, a lot of times it's it's not you know like you said, a lot of companies don't need them, and especially. If, you know, if you just start starting out in business, you know, if you can just tell people, hey, look me up on Pinterest, it's probably going to work pretty well. Sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, I actually probably will get some business cards for the next time I go to uh, something just so I can cover all bases, you mm-hmm. know, oh, yeah. I should probably do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, when, when, and I still have people that want to bump my phone and I'm like, I don't think my phone bumps. Now I have an iPhone. Of course it bumps or whatever. But yeah, I'm like, no, give me your card. Um, So and and I like that because I write on it, you know, I'm still very tactile. That's why I still like physical books. And a newspaper, I actually get a newspaper. Isn't that very bizarre? Um, But but yeah, so it's it's one of those things. Well, Stefan, this really has been absolutely wonderful. I'm gonna have to go 
look at my Pinterest page, see if I can even get into my Pinterest page um, and, and definitely update it. Make sure that it's something that I'm using. And I'm going to encourage, you know, everyone who is listening or watching this program to do that. So do you have any final words for us today? Uh, well, I think you said it earlier, just do it. Um, you know, if you have a dream, I think this, this time in our lives is a great time to start getting online and mm-hmm. poking around, starting that side hustle, starting that uh, full-time business, whatever you want to do. And uh, who knows, maybe Pinterest will be one of the vessels you choose to help grow it. Now you know a little bit more about your opportunities there. Perfect. It still exists. Millions of people still use it every day. Oh, so why shouldn't yeah. you be there? Definitely. Right. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating time talking with Stefan Ciancio. De- De- See, there we go. Now, <laughs> um, And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.